0: Hello and welcome everybody to Flickr Effect episode 288 uh, This is being recorded from Anaheim, California on March 31st, 2019, I'm David Lotz. Joining me for this is Bobby Jackson. Hey, what's up, everybody? And uh, friend of the show, I guess you could say, Brian Bernier. Hello, everyone. How you doing?
1: Uh, what's up, guys? Well, uh, we did Comic Con or WonderCon. Sorry, <laughs> uh, I got it's my it. cons mixed up. But um, yeah, we uh, just finished this whole three-day event. Still interesting in the fact that you know for me I'm so used to the San Diego Comic Con of having that Wednesday through Sunday that when you get the Friday through Sunday it's truncated but it still feels like it's a you know a long three days as opposed to just kind of going by in a breeze it does but at the same time it definitely feels like you fill the day
0: yeah I was thinking man this is three days but the first day is kind of short is this gonna feel like oh it's too brief but you're right now that it's over i'm like okay it seemed like it seemed like a good length part of me can't imagine it being one more day like it might be too much but
2: i don't know for me it was it was good uh my first time here first time WonderCon, first time california so it was all new to me I personally could see it going on that other day just because I wish Friday was earlier. It started later. And so that just kind of feels like it. they took something from me. But that's just, <laughs> that's just me because I, I want to be here for so much more because I'm new and it's all different. So I'm used to MegaCon, DragonCon on the other coast. So I, you get used to that and then you come over here and it's so nice.
0: It's so relaxing. I just want more no this this has to be the most relaxing con I've ever been to (laughs) like just I mean yeah so for those who don't know WonderCon owned by or run by Comic-Con International who runs San Diego Comic-Con if you're not aware so it is very similar to San Diego but it's definitely smaller it's definitely small in attendance. I tried to look up today what the attendance usually has been and the only thing I could find was an article discussing the numbers from 2016 which Comic-Con International they don't I don't think they officially release attendance numbers. No. But the estimate for that year was 60,000. Um so what I don't know. It's probably gone up a little bit since then. Maybe so. Maybe. I mean, I know this year they sold out of Saturday badges, but I don't believe they sold out of Friday or Sunday.
1: They did, but not until... Oh, they did? I think on Friday, I saw that they had sold out of uh, the badges. And I think if it wasn't Friday night, it was definitely by Saturday morning that they said that there was no more Sunday badges. So... okay. Yeah, they definitely sold out. But it's one of those things where... It doesn't sell out weeks in advance. It's usually kind of that whole L.A. thing where it sells out, you know, the day before kind of thing because everybody waits till the last minute. Right. But it wasn't uh, definitely like how it is with San Diego Comic Con for sure.
0: No. So, I mean, there's no doubt there's less attendance here. It seems like a smaller footprint, even if this convention center is indeed bigger overall. They're not using all of it. Right. Um, but yeah, just, it's relaxing in that, yeah, there's a lot of people here, but it doesn't feel like it. Like, I don't know if it's just the layout of this con, like the layout of the exhibit floor, the, the layout of the panel rooms, the layout of that kind of courtyard area you have out front, which is nice. Yeah. Um, it just, I don't know. I never felt like it was overly crowded. <laughs> If anything, I think the only time I ever felt like, oh, this is kind of a, I have to stand in a line for something, and there's a lot of people here. It's this food truck area right out front, <laughs> right. But that's really it. Yeah. And even that, I say that, and that's minimal. That's, I mean, I didn't have to wait in that long of a line any of the food trucks no. I ever went to. Yeah, this con was just chill. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was a, it was almost like a nice con vacation. <laughs> compared to the case. other cons i mean i say that and i enjoy all the other cons that we talk about and go to like san diego and yeah. the dragon con and and Megacon. but yeah this was this was nice this was this was chill and yeah i like how they hear you know in san diego san diego has this process with the badges where you have to badge in and badge out and in san diego it's uh you know kind of set up for as soon as you walk into the actual building basically if you're not a badge holder you can be like anywhere around that area you just can't get inside here that's nice that they have this area in front of the convention center this kind of plaza courtyard area set up so that only badge holders can get up there and they have these badge readers a little farther away I, i kind of like that setup i wasn't expecting that
1: yeah, actually, I remember they started that whole thing probably. Uh, I want to say they well, they first started it I think about three years ago, when the WonderCon was in at the L.A. Convention Center because they was building an add-on to the one here in Anaheim, so they had it there temporarily, and that was when they first did the whole badge in badge out, that ended up following that same year for San Diego, mm-hmm. and then. Once it moved back to Anaheim, that's when they had the whole setup, as you saw it today, where it's outside the, the convention. And you have to kind of approach it. And they have a tent set up to before you get into that courtyard area where the fountain is. You have to badge in. Right.
0: right. Yeah. I know. I like that. Plus, the weather here is just, it's <laughs> nice enough, as a Floridian, the weather here is nice right. enough that it's its nice to hang out outside, there's a lot of cosplayers out, get out of the building for a little bit, but yet you're still in the convention area.
1: I don't know. I dug it. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Well, it, I, I'm curious, because since Brian was saying this was his first WonderCon and first visit to California, what'd you think of the overall thing? Overall, for me, it was it was good. It
2: was good. It was a lot of new experiences, stuff that I didn't know what to expect. In, in meaning, so, because, well, like uh, I said, I'd gone to DragonCon and Megacon, and so when I first got here and we walked Friday, the first layout, really reminded me of how Megacon kind of is. Not until later on in the day and seeing how, you know, because Megacon, you don't badge. They just give you this cheap wristband made out of paper. So you wear that around all day. So then it's, I don't know, I like the badging in, badging out. Not more for security, but just keep, uh, you know, it gives us our space. We're here to have fun. We paid to come here. So it gives you that little, like, this is for me. Thank you. Where instead of just running around with a piece of paper in my arm. <laughs> So, I I like that. And when we started walking around, um, right before you showed up, I started realizing how big and spacious it was laid out. And the floor, uh, the exposition floor, going around, the aisles are so wide that there wasn't traffic jams. You know, so it's not crowded. There's a lot of people there. Don't get me wrong. There was a lot of people there. But it just felt so relaxed, so chill. Everybody's... Not pushing. And, you know, it just it just made me feel this is for us. It's not for the corporate, not for the money. It's it's for us to have fun. I mean, you know, like Dave was saying, the outside court, you know, going outside and seeing all the cosplayers dressing up and they're just lining up and everything, taking their photos, and they got people out there that's got photos booths kind of set up for them. And it was just nice to see all that. And it was just a relaxing pace and the only other line that, you know, could have shrunk a little for me would have been the Starbucks line.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the Starbucks in the Hilton. Yeah. That was, that was crazy when we went there this morning, I was like, Oh my God. It is yeah. funny. Like, I mean, Hey, I'll drink Starbucks, but it's funny. Like, today when we went there how bad the line was and i get hey man i want my caffeine too but i can get coffee from the stand over here like it's fine <laughs> it's coffee <laughs> i guess if you're just like no i really want a frappuccino or right. I want a, you know a fancy espresso drink i gotta i don't know anyway sidetrack but <laughs> <laughs> uh uh yeah it, this this con like i was saying it, it, it was relaxing but it was also weird in that for me having only been to san diego and coming here for the first time it feels so similar because it is the same company and it has that same feel about it basically the logo is different um and like you know you go into the panels in here it's the arena is the big room yeah s- instead of hall h and sa- same similar setup the room is very different it's literally a, an arena yeah And which is kind of nice actually if you are sitting in the back you're sitting kind of elevated you have a good point of view from wherever you're sitting. Yep. But anyway, it's just it's so funny to me that you still have some panels in this room that are basically at the level almost at, at some of the big panels in San Diego. But yet the room is not full. Right. <laughs> like it, it it boggles the mind. Like as someone who's so used to how insanely popular things are back in San Diego, how it's to the point that you are st- spending the night in line at least one night, at least one night, probably two to get into hall H. And yet there's panels here that are similar and it's not, (laughs) I still don't get it, especially considering it's so close. Like you basically are still getting the same kind of, you have the same kind of customer base of attendees at Southern California. I mean, like, why aren't people coming? <laughs> like, are talk- and I say they're not coming, but it's just, I don't know. It's funny to what me. What are you talking about? Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. was packed. Agent, and that blew my mind, too. I just couldn't believe it. And <laughs> We'll get to that in a second. But, yeah, it was just weird because we went to the Warner Brothers panel, and, you know, we didn't know what was on the slate before we went in there. But it seemed like, obviously, it's going to be some at least some movie news and some big news. But, yeah, it was like, well, there's, I, I look up behind us and i'm like there's room up there this is just feels weird right you know i don't
1: know how to explain it other than that so my thing is that WonderCon was always meant to be a smaller con in comparison to san diego back in the day it used to be in san francisco and it was always more of a smaller con and had the the vibe of trying to be more oriented towards the comics and the the creators the artists and and the vendors as well so it only had recently started to turn into more of how san diego is in terms of having studios and a lot of the shows come there as well and so i think the thing is is that because there's that similarity to uh san diego in terms of what it offers but still not to the same degree and level you know you got On Friday in San Diego, a full day of programming that's usually related around TV stuff. And then on Saturday, you get your movie stuff in Hall H. And and nowadays, there's even more stuff on Saturday for TV as well. But uh, with WonderCon, it's still not to that level. And I would say that because of that, a lot of people still, if they've got to spend a certain amount of money for the year on cons or places that they can travel. Comic-Con in San Diego is still the international Comic-Con that where people are coming from all around the world as opposed to just, you know, local. And I think kind of the WonderCon has that badge of sort of being the, the, the little brother or little sister. And it's kind of the, the local con, even though it's still on a bigger scale though.
0: Yeah. I was just going to say that too, that it yeah. seems that, WonderCon is still mostly attracting a Southern California audience. Yeah. Like we traveled, Brian and I, from right. Florida, but I don't think you're getting a lot of that. Mm, yeah. I've noticed that from some vendors. I purchased something at a vendor and, hey, I decided to ship it. And then when they wait, you're from Florida? Like they seemed <laughs> right. like, oh, like you came here from somewhere else. Yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's not usual here. Not like,
1: usual. I know it happens, but. Sure. And, you know, maybe some people, they probably catch some people that way if they're traveling in to go to Disneyland. And then they're like, oh, it coincides with WonderCon, so maybe we'll go there as well. And that's how you get some of that. But typically, yeah, I would say you don't really see a lot of people coming from international areas to come to WonderCon. I don't typically go around the floor hearing people with different accents and stuff like I can kind of do when I'm in San Diego. Yeah coming from florida to
2: here that's was, it was big for me you know i was like i didn't know what to expect as i said but you're right i didn't meet a lot of people from anywhere other than california i ran into it a couple times uh where people were like oh you came to disneyland no i came here mm-hmm. for wondercon and they give me that kind of like why look i was like because i wanted to come here and then and then they're like oh so you've been here before it's like nope it's my first time and they give me that, okay, why look again? <laughs> so it, it was interesting because, uh, like Dave said, um, not on, well, even you, you said it too. Not a lot of people come here for WonderCon because it's the smaller one. They don't see it as much publicized as Comic-Con is. Because, you know, And they made a joke on the Big Bang Theory about WonderCon. It was like, ooh, no. But it, it was really nice. Um, I have not experienced Comic-Con yet other than you know, listening to you guys and especially Dave talk about it. And I'd like to try it one day, I'm not going to lie, but I would come back here. I really would. I had a really good time. I could come back to WonderCon. And, and for the people that um, want to experience a con but not be overcrowded and, and just inundated with mass chaos... This is the con you need to come and experience. This is the con where you're going to be like, oh, I understand now. You get all the cosplayer and everything like that. You get that little bit of chaos, but the cosplayers still get to walk around. There's some cons. The cosplayers, they can't move four feet in an hour because everybody's stopping them and taking pictures and everything like that. It's not like that here. People sh- crowd around you, get your pictures, and then they disperse. And everybody's, and they get to go on with their life. It's great. I like that.
0: And yeah, it seems to me not to ruin like a best kept secret about WonderCon, but after this experience for all those people that can't make it to San Diego because they try every year and you can't get a badge, I would definitely say then try, go, come to this. No, it's not as big. And it's not, as, yeah, it's just not as huge as that experience. But it's somewhat similar. Yeah. I mean it's somewhat similar in the con itself. I think if there's anything it is missing most drastically, it's the outside experience. For sure. Yeah. I mean the, the out the experience in San Diego outside the convention center that anyone can for the most part partake in, that does not exist here at all.
1: Yeah. I, I can't um, think of many places where it would either. It's right. It's so even unique to San Diego. We,
0: we talked about that this weekend with that continuing debate of should San Diego move? I think even though it's under contract now for a while. Yeah. Um, but even if San Diego moved, I don't think they're going to be able to replicate that downtown San Diego experience. No. In almost anywhere else.
1: I can't imagine where. Yeah. No.
0: So that's that will be the major difference between San Diego and here other than size. But right. I, I think there's other aspects of this one that makes it feel a lot smaller than it really is. I think it's even just the layout of the floor. Not in so, not even so much that the, you know, it's got nice wide aisles for the most part, so there's not a lot of overcrowding. It's just also the room it's in, uh, it's almost s- divided into like three sections yeah. by these massive kind of like almost full walls between the sections. I, I don't know what those are, but... Uh, and I think it it makes it so that you can't just see the entirety of the single room, kind of like you can see back in San Diego. Right. Even though this is smaller, it feels even smaller because it's kind of split up. And I think that was something else that, as I walked to the floor, made me feel like, oh, this seems like a, such a small space. But then at one point when you can not see all the way through, I kind of got to look at it. I'm like, no, it's a pretty long room. Yeah. It just doesn't feel like that. No. Yeah. So uh, other than just kind of talking about the con, any panels you guys wanted to talk about that you saw, Bobby?
1: Yeah, I guess there's, you know, I got to see a little bit of the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. panel, which was pretty amazing just because of the amount of people that were in there and supporting. Because right after the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. panel, um, there was another panel in there, uh, and I, for the life of me, can't think of what it is offhand right now. But I would have bet good money at the time that maybe everybody was waiting around for that next panel, but they just jumped in. Big Bang Theory? Okay. So I was thinking maybe a lot of people just jumped into the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. to be able to get in for the the Big Bang Theory uh, panel. Which is basically what I did. Right. And when that panel was over for agents of shield and I saw how many people exited. I was like, what? I couldn't believe it. <laughs> I was surprised. I walked into the room and had to
0: sit up in the upper, I wouldn't call it a balcony, but the upper section of the arena, which was fine. And I was fully expecting to stay up there. And then, yeah, agents of shield ended and just a mass exodus of people yeah. out of the room. And I'm like, all these people were here for this? (laughs) (laughs) Like, everybody that watches the show was here. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) I was shocked. Yeah. yeah. There were more people in there, I think, than there were in there for Warner Brothers.
1: For sure. Yeah, no doubt. And that's the uh, interesting thing about it, is that for Agents of S.H.I.E.L., WonderCon has always been pretty special for it. Because I remember at one point when there was... It may have been the first year that they were at WonderCon that I can remember, and it happened to be at the L.A. Convention Center that year when it was in, um, over there for that reason of the construction being at Anaheim. And I wanted to go to the Agents of Shield panel, and I just remember the way that it was laid The layout was in at the L.A. Convention Center. It was upstairs, but there was a line. In the line snaked like something weird like how it would in San Diego for like a Hall H thing. I was like, there's no way I'm getting in here. And sure enough, it was like we waited a good 30 minutes in line before they finally said, um, you know, here's the cutoff. And it was well beyond where I was at. And they were like, you can wait around if you want and maybe hope that you can get in. but. Uh, yeah, you may not be able to get in. So I was like, man, I did not realize that it was so popular. I mean, I obviously have loved it, but seeing that the amount of people that showed up for it, because it's different in San Diego, because I think the room is bigger in a sense, and there's other things to capture people's attention as well, because they might counter-program it. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. may be in one room, and then you might have... Some big studio going in Hall H at the same time, and so most people might want to divert their attention that way. So, but when you're at WonderCon and there's no other competition, you know, really, then everybody's going to shoot for that. So, I think that's prob- probably what causes it. But yeah, definitely they show up for it, and um, they they definitely showed up in, in droves this time around because you never know if it's going to be the last season or not. So. They definitely came out to show their support. Yeah, I was shocked. <laughs> I was re- I was shocked. Like you guys were,
2: we were um, right after Agents of the Shield. We were fully uh, vetted on staying on the third floor, the their balcony area, whatever. Dave looked down and he's like, "Everybody's leaving," and he's he's he was in shock. And I was I'm looking. I'm like, "Oh my god, really?" We walked downstairs. We left, and then we walked back into the arena, and we were able to sit in the row. We got really good seats, right? Um,
0: or on the floor? Yeah,
2: on the floor, right from the stage. And, um, and then later on, you showed up. But it's like I, I, I would have never guessed that that many people would have left. That we would have got on the floor right in front of the stage. But seeing all those people leave was, I was floored by that. And then we got up for like thirteen seconds. Right after the Big Bang Theory, trying to get another seat right in front of us, and our seats were gone for the Warner Brother. We had ended up going back, sitting on like the second level, whatever. Right. It was like, oh my god, we, we barely left. There's so different. But I, I looked up, even for the Warner Brothers, and that third level was not as full as it was for uh, oh, Agents of Shield. I, I couldn't believe
1: it. And that was a great panel. I, I definitely enjoyed it just because of the love I have for the show. But, um, as far as anything else that I was a fan of that I saw this weekend, panel-wise anyway, was probably that Warner Brothers panel, just because they showed us three different things from the Warner Brothers panel. They had the, um, Annabelle Creations movie, the new one coming out on Annabelle 3, um, and I actually haven't seen either one of those two Annabelle movies, but I meant to see the second one. I've been two? Heard, yeah. <laughs> Sad, I heard I Annabelle 2 was good, is. and David F. Sandberg directed the second one. And I was like, okay, I heard good things about it, and I wanted to see it, just never got around to it. Heard bad things about the first one, so I never bothered with it. And then now there's the third one. And then they also had um, uh, Shazam. Well, yeah, they ended with Shazam. They right? ended with Shazam, which was cool. They didn't they 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 had all the stars there, or at least the major stars there, like Mark Strong and Zachary Levi, Asher Angel. I forget the other kid's name who plays his. Uh, yeah, sorry, I don't remember either. <laughs> but um, they had all them there, and then they showed some clip from the movie, which I did not look at just I because noticed. I looked
0: over her and I had a feeling yeah. that you weren't going to watch. And indeed you're kind of there, I think, fiddling with your phone. I was, looking, to... down. Yeah, I was looking down.
1: Yeah. You're looking down. Yeah. I was like, no, nah, I don't want to see anything. Cause it comes out this week or this coming week. So I was like, it's too close. I don't, I can wait a few more days. If it had been longer then I definitely would have checked it out. But for me, the thing that was the, the coup d'etat, the thing that put it over the top for me was the Godzilla, when they showed the footage of that. And they showed sort of like a trailer, but more of an extended scene, mm-hmm. cut in with the trailer sort of thing. And just seeing some of the monsters and the the scale of everything, the epicness of the action and just... The special effects looking good. I I was just so pumped up after seeing that trailer extended look because I was already excited for it as one of my um, anticipated for summer, but that really just kicked it into the next level. So I'm just anxiously awaiting for that to come out.
2: I got to agree with you on Godzilla. That, That just had me going, but I'm a Godzilla fan for many years now. So when they showed that extended in the trailer, I, I was, you know, that little kid in the candy shop. I was trying to sit in my seat. I was about to jumping out of it. Um, so it but what made it for me is the the two um what were they, the writers or producers? Yeah, the director. Director, there we go. Um the their energy into it. It was just you know, they are feeding that energy off of the room for it, too. Uh, they did a good job promoting it and everything. But you can tell... Um, I can't remember his name, but... He had so much energy just for Godzilla...
1: Mike Doherty.
2: Yeah, Mike Doherty. He has so much energy for Godzilla. Duh. Not just his movie, but Godzilla as in a whole. The OG to now and everything like that. Not too fan of Zilla, but... <laughs> But he, he was uh he had a lot of energy for it. And I, I respect it. I like that. You know, he brought us some of the, you know, old terms and everything like that, you know, Mecca Godzilla and all. So I gotta give him props. He was he was good. I like that. I'm with you, I'm not too much sure about Annabelle. It looked good, made me actually want to try and see it, but at the same time, if I don't, it won't hurt my feelings. And then Shazam, I watched that trailer. It was good. Sorry, but it was good. I liked it. It, you know, spoilers don't, don't affect me. You yeah, can tell
0: You've always been like that. We'll talk about movies and Brian, you're always, oh, you could spoil it. And I'm just like, no, I'm not, I'm not, I, I get it. I get what you're saying. Like, oh, spoilers don't bother me. I still enjoy the movie. But no, <laughs> I, I, it's against my religion to yeah. spoil something before someone sees it. And there's been times where he actually spoils it and you can see he's mad at himself. He's like, oh. oh. <laughs> and it's like I think there's been once or twice I I gave in at some point yeah. where I was like, fine, I just want to talk about it. But I was like, oh, this feels weird. This shouldn't be happening. So,
2: yeah, so yeah, spoilers don't mess with me. So I, I was already excited to see Shazam. Now I'm even more excited. Because it just looks like it's going to be a great movie. I I think it's a good direction that they're going in with it. I, I'm glad they're not following their other DC models of films. I'm actually glad that they're going away from the major four. You know, this, uh, Superman, Batman, them. Because I'm glad that they picked another character to go with. I like the character. I like the comics. So I'm glad they decided, you know, we've done enough with these guys. Let's do something new. And they went a whole new role, um, direction with it, new character, everything. I'm glad because I'm tired of the other way they were going.
0: Yeah, I mean, as for the Warner Brothers panel, that Annabelle trailer, I haven't seen those movies either. I think the only thing I've seen is, was it The The Conjuring? That might be the only film in that kind of little franchise that I've seen. And watching the trailer yesterday, I was like, this actually looks pretty decent. It made the same thing. It makes me kind of want to watch the other Annabelle films. Um, I mean, yeah, Godzilla. I've been pumped about that, too. It looks incredible. I mean, every trailer they've pumped out, I've been crazy excited for. And it just looks so good. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. What is that? Memorial Day weekend? Yeah. 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 Not soon enough, though. <laughs> uh, and then, yeah, I watched the Shazam stuff. I was half and half. Like, there was a part of me when they were like, okay, we're going to show some stuff. I was thinking the same thing as you, Bobby. I'm like, man, this comes out this week. I'm going to see this Thursday night. Yeah. I don't really need to see anything else. In fact, I don't even think I watched the more recent trailer they put out. I haven't. And so when they were like, okay, we're going to show you know, a clip or whatever. Um, Part of me for a split second was like, should I close my eyes and just not watch this? (laughs) But I'm like, I'm here. I'm just going to watch it. And I think for the most part, everything they showed, I'm not too worried. Like I saw too much. I mean, there's no doubt. It's basically stuff we've already seen, but they took a couple of the scenes that we've seen in the trailers and kind of showed the scene or at least it seems like they still have edited it in a way. You know, it was the scene of, Shazam kind of first showing up at the house, revealing himself to... Freddy. Freddie, And then uh, the scene in the convenience store. Yeah. Um, but they were great. That, that movie... Was it,
1: wasn't there a third one? Or was there was another that? one? I could only hear it since I wasn't watching it, but I thought there was one where he was testing out his powers. So oh, was yeah. Yeah, there was that. Okay. Um,
0: it looks so good. Yeah. Like, the movie just... Uh, now I'm worried I'm going to get too excited. <laughs> I mean, I only see it <laughs> in a handful of days, yes. but I think it's going to be, I mean, it seems like Warner Brothers has a lot of confidence in it. I mean, yeah. I think it's already got a pretty high Rotten Tomato score. They've already done screenings to the public, early screenings on the yep. 23rd. People have seen it. They're doing that because they know it's good and they right. want the word of mouth and... Yeah, it it seems like indeed it's going to be that good. I can't I can't wait to see yeah. that
1: movie. It's right around the corner for sure. Yeah. So you didn't say what else you uh, enjoyed me yeah. overall
0: this year or at the con. The con. Right? Um, I mean, yeah. I went to the uh, Big Bang Theory writers' room panel, which was just before Warner Brothers, and uh, I know they've always done that in San Diego as well. And I've never yeah. been to, I've never been to it before. This was the first time and uh it was interesting and especially considering that show is coming to an end i've said before in this podcast i haven't actually been watching big bang theory these past couple seasons um i don't know just for some reason i think the show's gotten to a point it's just not the same for me anymore but i've always loved big bang theory mm-hmm. and listening to these writers talk about it it was it was fascinating and also seeing how emotional they are that it's coming to an end like when you right. work on a show that long, I get it. It was an interesting kind of story one of the writers gave about talking to one of the friends writers yeah. about like how they dealt with <laughs> the show coming to an end. And yeah, it's a similar situation. I get it. It's yeah. but that was a good panel. Uh what other panels did I go to in the I, I honestly didn't do a ton of panels at WonderCon. Um basically I only saw panels in the arena. Um, yeah. What the animated shorts, right? What is, it was the official title of that panel. It's like, I
1: don't know. Cause I kind of came into the middle of it cause you guys were already And there, I think that's something else they've, in.
0: they've done in San Diego as well. I believe there were some good shorts in there. Like I, w- I was pretty impressed with them. I, I can't remember titles for any right. of them. <laughs> and, um, there's one point where the moderator kind of, I guess they got it runs that panel. like offered up his phone number to the entire room it was really weird i'm like dude i don't know why you're doing this yeah i thought that was there's a lot of people in this room i don't know if you want to give out your phone number (laughs) but okay uh (laughs) strange but yeah that, that was strange um no that was pretty good the other panel that uh i went to on the first day was for dark phoenix and um bobby you weren't there for that right no but uh yeah, Brian and I were there for Dark Phoenix and this has been a movie that I have not been really interested in at all. I'll go as far as saying at all. I really just don't care. Like I I've had a back and forth kind of relationship with the X Men movies as someone who has not had much of a background with X Men. I never really read X Men comics, I never watched the I guess what, X Men animated show as a kid. Yeah. It's just something I kinda missed and there's been X-Men movies I've liked there's been some I don't haven't been a big fan of so I just don't have an attachment to the X-Men and then with this kind of newer cast I've liked you know the first two films I thought were great the more recent one not so much and then this one it just you know it's been kind of plagued with it seems like production problems and finally this movie's coming out but then it's also coming out with all of us knowing that this is the end, basically, for this cast, right? Like, yeah. 20th Century Fox has been purchased now by Disney. The X-Men is they're going to eventually become a part of the MCU. It's going to basically be rebooted at some point. You know, and now we have this kind of final film. And in a way, it's going to be kind of interesting to see how they end it and wrap it up. But I don't know. As I've seen trailers for it, I just, I don't know. I've had... I could almost just not see the movie and be like, yeah, fine. But then went to the panel and I'm not saying the panel like blew me away or anything, but they showed some footage and I will say I was fairly impressed with what I saw. Um, They first showed a long clip because in this X-Men film, they go to space for the first time and they show us this clip with them going into space and coming back to Earth. And it, it was nice to see there was a nice like kind of extended dialogue scene in there. And I don't know, there was something about it that I was like, this is nice to see. I like a good balance of action and just some character development and some dialogue. And I actually really like that.
2: I, I, I agree with you. And I think they're getting the character dialogue, the character growth too late in the franchise.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, the other nice thing about that clip and something that was at least revealed to me, I didn't know this. It was talked about before they showed it that Hans Zimmer scored this film, and I didn't know he was scoring it. And the music in that clip, being Hans Zimmer, I mean Hans Zimmer is a great composer, but it was it was solid. It was really good, and it 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 drastically changed. I think aspects of that scene that you know somebody else could have written music and it would have played completely differently. Um, and I don't know if that's to credit a combination of Hans Zimmer and the director or if it's more just Hans kind of doing his thing there or if Simon Kimberg kind of specifically telling him hey I want you to kind of do this but it whatever however it worked out it worked it, I liked it a lot um it was interesting then they showed another longer scene clip from later in the film at the end of the panel and all I'll say it was interesting that they showed this clip and basically revealed what felt like a pretty major spoiler for the movie, <laughs> and and I guess you know, Bobby, it's something that you said it's kind of out there as a rumor, but honestly, I hadn't heard it. So when I heard it in the clip, I was like, oh, <laughs> like should should you really be showing this in here? Like it was just kind of of a weird choice. I didn't quite understand. But uh, I mean, that scene was pretty good actually. The the action, uh, the direction, in the scene was it was pretty well done. I was pretty impressed with it. So I'm like you. I didn't have much of a expectation to go see
2: it. I was just like, okay, another one. Um, with you, I was not a fan of the. I won't say I hated the last one, but I was not a fan of it either. It, it just left me kind of numb. With that saying, seeing these these two trailers, it kind of got me excited for it and started getting me thinking. That's right. This is the end of this era of X Men. I'd like to see how they're going to move forward, how this is going to end this era and start the new era. Who are they going to use? What characters are they planning on using? So I think this is going to, unfortunately, is going to leave us with more questions if you're a big X-Men fan or something like that. But at the same time, it's going to end a lot of questions and be like, okay, now we can move on. Fox is done. Let's see what Disney does.
1: Yeah. I mean, I don't, since I didn't get to see any of that, I'm still at that same level I have been, which is I'm kind of indifferent to it. Right. I mean, I'm hoping that they can go out with a with a bang, you know, sort of a one to really kind of leave on a good note as opposed to the last one where it was just kind of left everyone a little flat and down on the franchise. And with that feeling of like, okay, now I can't wait for it to go to disney because the way it's sort of on a downward trajectory at least with that last one yeah. so um yeah if you guys thought that it at least looks good then that gives me a little hope that maybe this one can be good even though you know this is pretty much it i feel like it'll be a win for me if the movie is just yeah that was pretty good
0: <laughs> right like for it if, yeah. if, and i kind of think, hoping that's how it turns out i mean i would hope it would be great of course sure after that last x-men movie if this is just yep yeah, that's a solid it was a decent movie i'll be like okay cool right <laughs> yeah and i yeah. kind of that's what i'm kind of expecting i don't i don't think it'll be bad bad but at least that not after what i just saw i, I hope they so. gave me promise that i'm like this will at least be decent i'll take decent i'll definitely take decent <laughs> but yeah that's the panels i really saw this weekend it was all stuff in the arena that Big Bang Theory, Warner Brothers. That was kind of my WonderCon weekend. Other than doing some stuff for our YouTube page, which will hopefully be coming soon, and uh, walking the floor, just, just checking out vendors. I, it's funny too. There's a there's a large artist alley on this exhibit floor, yeah. and now come to think of it, I didn't peruse it nearly enough because mm. that's that's my dangerous place. Like I <laughs> if I. I kind of did that on purpose. If I walk too much of that, I'll spend too much money. It's not
1: good. That's funny. (laughs) I'm
0: not a big kind of collector's guy, but art, especially at a lot of these cons, I'll, it, yeah, I'll, I'll spend way too much money. That's all I'll (laughs) say.
1: That's funny. Yeah. Um, I kind of got away with not having to spend too much on the floor. Sometimes I, I, it kind of goes in waves like one year I'll not get anything, and next year I'll get a few things. But this year, I guess at least for WonderCon, um, didn't end up getting anything really. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll oh, go ahead, Brian. No, I just
2: I, I got I ended up getting something. So uh, quite a few things, uh, but I, I didn't spend enough money. Um, with Dave, got a poster print, and I was like, oh. and I, I I almost talked myself out of it, but. You know, I, I influenced myself too much. On yeah, I went ahead and got it. So, and that that's where we ran into the shipping. Um, she was like, "Where you got?" Because she, when we asked to have a shipped back, she's like, "Oh, I saw you guys before." And we're like, "No, yeah, you're at this. No, we weren't." She's like, "Where are you from? Florida?" She's like, "Oh God."
0: <laughs> and I think it played into she was telling us about this event, and I'm saying all this and. Maybe while we're recording, I can think of who the vendor was. But uh, it sounds like they occasionally do these shows, I assume in the L.A. area, um, because a lot of their prints are they react to blacklight, you know, and like, in fact, one of the ones I bought does. And I guess she was describing that they do these shows with a lot of all of the prints and artists that do the prints that are in react to blacklight. They'll kind of like put them up on the ceiling, I guess. And they just kind of lay there and, like, enjoy the art. And, and drink they, beer. They, they offer free beer. And it's not even... It's, like, free admission, I think she said. Yeah. Just as, She's like, as long as you come and appreciate the art, it's free beer, free admission. I'm like, this sounds amazing. <laughs> and I, I'm listening to it, just like, oh, that sounds cool. Like, not saying, hey, I I, I assume that's around here. I can't do that. And I think well, when I came back with a, hey, I want it shipped. Oh, wait, you're not local? <laughs> like... <laughs> Like, no, no, sorry. I wish I could go to this, this art experience you're talking
1: about. That yeah, sounds, it sounded
0: great. That sounds fantastic. But unfortunately, it's on the other side of the country for me. So,
2: <laughs> I did get to
0: walk the Artist Alley. I
2: liked a lot of that. Um, I'm not as uh, influenced as Dave is with that. Um, I personally stayed away from the comics. That's my weakness. I got, I got a lot of comics at home you know, from being a kid and, and recent. <laughs> so I personally stayed away from the comic section. I, I I will say I did walk through it a couple times, and I stopped here and there and looked at them. Came close to buying a few, but unfortunately I didn't. So that's, that's, that's my experience with that. So, I you know, I, I think we all have our own weaknesses when it comes to the floor. It doesn't matter what it is. You can find something to spend money on down there because they're good at, you know, grouping their stuff together so if you might see it in one area you keep walking you're gonna keep seeing it till you buy it right so um i did do more panels though um the one panel i i only got to see half of it Now it's uh marvel's uh rising again it the Ironheart. It's the uh, iron heart it's about a new um superhero a teenage girl i i like how they're empowering more uh women and I, and teenagers and everything like that, it you know gives them that whole um, equality that I think superheroes needed for a while. And it's not not the fact that the comics aren't doing it. I think overall the whole industry wasn't doing it, and now they are. And I, I got to see the half of the trailer of, uh, uh, not the trailer, but the the show Ironheart, and I liked it. She's pretty cool, you know. She's got her own um, family issues. And she's super smart, kind of like Tony Stark, and she builds her own iron suit. And uh, in the end, her suit's got like a heart on it, so she calls herself Ironheart. And it's her and a bunch of other, you know, Squirrel Girl, Squirrel Girl, girl, yeah, sort of that. Yeah. But uh, she was in it and all that, and I like Squirrel Girl, so I'm like, uh eh, that was a good panel. And then hearing the, the creators of it and everything there, they're, it was nice. I, I enjoyed that panel. I got to learn something new. But that's one thing <laughs> I I found kind of odd. Where, conf, um, where WonderCon is, it's really close to Disney. But WonderCon, to me, seemed to be geared a lot towards DC. There wasn't much Marvel stuff here. Even the WonderCon logo, um, what do you call it, the uh, cover print, is Batman.
0: <laughs> yeah, celebrating his 80th.
2: Which I, I understand that. Yeah. I, I'm not disputing that but overall other than the major you know, vendors, there was not a lot of Marvel stuff here being so close to Disney and everything you know, there wasn't even a huge Disney panel being this close, I, I personally coming all the way from over Florida to here, I thought there would be more, you know Disney, more uh, I, you know, even Star uh, Star Wars thought there'd be more star wars because that celebration is coming up soon in chicago so i figured there'd be something here to um get people geared up and probably go over to that and then you got star wars land opening up soon and all that there's none of that mentioned really around here other than other fans bringing it up
1: right go ahead i was just gonna say most of that is just because uh, WonderCon is just held at the Anaheim Convention Center. It's not like specifically done by Disney or anything else. And that's one of the things where Disney has their own stuff where they'll be showing things like you mentioned at Star Wars Celebration. And they also have D23 coming up this year as well, where they'll show some stuff. And then there's also San Diego Comic Con. So they probably just, even though it's held in Anaheim, it doesn't have an influence on what is really shown up in the WonderCon. And and that's mostly their own doing, really. I understand that. You know, I just, I, I figured that out.
2: But it, it's more for I just, you know, being new here and everything like that, new to WonderCon, and seeing how super close it is to Disney, I figured there would be more. Uh, you know, you got Endgame coming out. There's nothing on that. So Game's coming out super close to Shazam, and they had a panel for Shazam. I'm surprised that there was no panel for it avengers that's all you know it it just all in all just seems like it was more geared towards all the dc universe and everything like that you know and and that's fine because yeah they they broadcasted the heck out of uh shazam you know which is good it's great i like it you know i'm i can't i am excited for shazam i just also expected to see a little bit more marvel
0: question for you bobby i noticed like in previous WonderCon years, so this year, there was a DC booth, very similar setup to the one I've seen when they have it at San Diego. Is that usually here every year? Yeah. Does Marvel ever have a booth here? No. That's not that I've seen. It's interesting to me. Yeah. Like, yeah, that DC always has a presence here, but Marvel doesn't.
1: Yeah. No, yeah. not that I've seen. Um, if, I, if there has been one, it's probably minimal, but... I really don't think that there has been. And, um, yeah, I don't think they've ever had any panels other than their, their TV stuff, like Agent, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And, and then the Dagger they had the other day as well. That's true. So, yeah, they did have that. Yeah, so um, they have the, some of the TV stuff, but never a movie presence and never really a huge sort of Marvel booth kind of thing.
0: Hmm. Well, anything to wrap up uh, your weekend, Bobby, before we wrap things up?
1: No other than uh, you know it was a lot of fun and it was great having you guys here so to get the chance to experience WonderCon and report back and sort of spread that word and uh so hopefully can do it again sometime. Brian, any any final
2: thoughts? I uh, like I said this is great, nice relaxing, got to experience so much new things into the con that you know, the the small things you get to miss and stuff like that. That here you have time, you don't you're not rushing around. You get to see the small things. And and you know meeting you, Bobby, and meeting Yasha, yeah, that that to me was uh, it was great. You guys are awesome. Got to hang out and experience the Wonder Con through your experience, Yasha's Yasha's experience. And then just getting to see Little parts of Anaheim and everything like that was great. So I just had a really good time and uh, I appreciate it and thank you both.
0: Yeah, I really enjoyed the weekend. My first WonderCon experience. Uh, for me, it was a kind of, I know I'm taking a year off from San Diego this year. So when the opportunity came available to come to WonderCon instead, I was like, yeah, why not? Uh, kinda take a break from San Diego and do this instead. And I could see possibly doing this as a regular thing every other year. My my off years for San Diego coming here instead. I could see doing that. Yeah. I mean I always love coming to Southern California. So <laughs> right. it's not like uh I'm having to go somewhere where I don't really want to be and that's exactly. that's part of it. So yeah, yeah. I this probably won't be my last time at WonderCon. And uh Hopefully it remains as chill as it is, as much as I've been talking it up, telling people to come. I mean, and I I do like, again, I mean, if if you're somebody listening and you're like, man, every year I want to get a a San Diego badge and I can't get one. Like, no, this isn't the same, but I'd say come here at least, you know, like, I mean, and with that said, I know there's a lot of great conventions all over the country now, all over the world. Sure. You know, I would say right now, at least for U.S. conventions, the one really I haven't done yet, the big one would be New York. New York, yeah. And I could see that. I know, it's not going to happen for me this year, but I could see one year coming up sometime soon. I would like to go to New York eventually. Yeah. But I know there's big conventions everywhere now, but if, you know, if you're really dying to have the San Diego experience without really going there, I would say this is as close as you're going to get, I would think, other than New York. Yep. So, yeah, come check it out. It was a nice, chill weekend. When I say chill. I don't want to make it sound like it was boring. You know, <laughs> no, Don't, don't I, misunderstand yeah, I us. I, that. I don't think that's what we mean. Yeah. Or I know that's not what we mean. Yeah. So Yeah, with that, uh, we're going to wrap things up. Um, yeah, we didn't talk about any new movies this weekend. But I know next weekend we will for sure. Uh, Michelle, who unfortunately couldn't come out or wonder con i know she at least saw dumbo this weekend so i'm right. sure she'll be itching to talk about that next weekend so look out for that on our next podcast and uh with that uh, we always like to hear back from everyone listening you can email us at feedback at flicker effect.com uh, reach out to us on instagram and twitter at flicker underscore effect and yeah just always check out our website you can stream and download all of these episodes right there So, uh, yeah, keep checking that out. With that, I'm David Lott. I'm Bobby Jackson. I'm Brian Bernier. Thanks for listening.